When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I'm so glad you could come. This is going to be such an exciting day. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. Hello, and welcome to Who Will Save Generation X, the trivia game show that is dedicated to remembering, celebrating, and preserving all the wonderful qualities of Generation X through games, trivia, and friends. I'm Jason, your host, and today we have two great contestants ready to compete for fabulous prizes and in the process do their part to save Generation X from being forgotten. Are you ready to do your part? Please play along with the contestants while you listen and see what rad prize you would have won if you were here with us saving Generation X from fading into oblivion. We are so happy that you've chosen to join us and we're sure that uh, you'll get a nice dose of nostalgia and maybe a few laughs along the way. Uh, so here we go. We're going to begin the show. Our contestants today are Marty. Hey, everybody. We're all winners just for being here. His twin brother, Mike. Hey, everybody. I'm, I'm taking Marty down. But before we meet them uh, properly, let's give a quick overview of the games we're going to be playing today. If you're new to the show, this is how we play. The show is broken up into three rounds. The player with the most points after round two goes on to play a bonus prize round and try to win today's prize. That is unless the losing player can play spoiler to him and stop them from winning the prize. We're gonna jump right into round one and get the games rolling. We flip the coin backstage to determine who goes first. Mike, you won the coin toss, so you're gonna go first. Round one today is a game called The Facts of Life. It is a game that we take the top 10 facts or crowdsourced opinions about a topic and players must compete to identify them in a top 10 list. An incorrect answer gets you a strike and the player with three strikes loses the round. The winner of round one will be awarded the, the power, power, which is a position that will grant them advantages later in the show. So no points awarded for round one, but having the power in round two can be a great advantage. Round one. In the 1975 film, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, King Arthur is taunted by French castle guards. These are the first 10 taunts used by the guards and i'll think you're cool if you say your answers in an outrageous french accent <laughs> okay so mike you get the pleasure of going first what can you remember about monty python and the holy grail that will help you to come up with these taunts you remember the scene yeah yeah i do yeah okay uh i'm bad at remembering lines but i'll, I'll try my best um I fought in your general direction. <laughs> I fought in your general direction is, uh, was number five. So, Mike, you got, uh, you got on the board there. Very good, Mike. Marty, what do you got? Okay, well, I'm afraid I'm going to be horrible at this. Uh, like most things. Uh, okay, well, I, I, <clears throat> well it's, it's probably true. Um, I seem to remember a line, and I might get it wrong. Are you going to give me partial credit or no? We'll have to um, 
Consult the judges. Consult the judges, yeah. Decide. Okay. Um, I think at one point he said, he calls them, you silly English types. <laughs> Number 10. No chance, English bedwetting type. I burst okay. my pimples at you and call your door opening request a silly thing. You tiny okay. brain wipers of other people's bottoms. That's the oh, that's all. That's all one that's answer. That's all one that, in insult? That's all one insult. Yeah, that was the last one. Uh, you got the, okay. you got the English and types. I'm gonna uh, judges. Judges. <laughs> the judges say yes. <laughs> okay, back to you, Mike. I think I think he says this. I wave my private parts at you. <laughs> that was number nine. I'll wave my private parts at your aunties. You <laughs> lots of secondhand electric donkey bottom wipers. Okay. <laughs> donkey bottom biters. My bad. <laughs> Okay, back to you, Marty. Uh, Marty, you've said number six to me many times over the course of our friendships. I just uh, want to let you know. Okay. I, I, you know, it's like I'm just going blank right now, though. Uh, I'm going to say uh, you, 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 uh, you have horrible teeth. I don't know. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm coming up with. I you think that's an actual teeth. taunt that French people use yeah. towards British yeah. people. But um, uh, judges, uh, no, I'm sorry. That does not come close to our uh, – so that's strike one for Marty. So remember, I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly word for word. I mean, if you get pretty yeah. close on – if you think of that French scene, we might get pretty close. The judges are being very. Does he say something about unclogging his nose at him, <laughs> like sneezing on him? Uh, I'm gonna uh, judges. <laughs> oh, as a yes. That was number three, Mike. <clears throat> I blow my nose at you, so-called Arthur nose. King. You and your silly English kinniggets. Yeah, <laughs> kinniggets. No, oh, the kinniggets. Oh, yeah. I should have said kinniggets. So, Mike, no strikes so far. Marty? Okay, what do I have? I have one strike? Yes. Number 10, number 9, number 5, and number 3 have been taken. Okay. Uh, okay, I just I, – I think I remembered one. Okay. Uh, I remember <clears throat> one. But I, I don't know if I can say it in the French accent. I feel like That's I might fine. offend – I might offend someone. That's fine. Because they might say – That's Canceled! That's <laughs> – <laughs> It sounded more like a Portuguese accent or something. Okay. So uh, he, he says, uh, your, your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries or something. Elderberries. That's the one you used to say to me, dude. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. Okay. Well, I, I, it came to me. That was number, uh, number six. Very good. Mike, back to you. Oh, man. He calls him a ninny. Was that part of one of them? A ninny? A ninny. Uh, I believe you're trying to, uh, you're referring to the, the Knights Who Say Knee? No. I think it's a Knights Who Say Knee reference. So, was it, was your answer, Mike? Okay. I think that's my that, answer. I think, I think that's your answer. Sorry. Strike one. Marv? Back to you. Okay. Okay. How about um, does this count as a taunt when he says, uh, "Go away, or I shall taunt you a second time"? 
I, I believe that was number 11 on the taunt list. Oh. So sorry. Okay, Mike, one more probably wins it for you. Yeah, something about your teeth need fixing. <laughs> Once again, the British de dentists out there are uh, really upset with the show. I'm sorry, that's going to be yeah. a no one, that one. No, okay. Marty, you can pull ahead. This is your chance to win the game right here, or the round. Okay, how about, um, I don't know if this qualifies as, a, as an insult, but when they says, uh, feche la vache. <laughs> feche la vache. Feche la vache. la vache. I wish I would have wrote that down. I thought no way someone's going to bust out some French yeah. from the thing. It's uh, the you know go go grab the cow go get yeah. the cow yeah 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 <laughs> that that wasn't really an insult that's what he was it, it wasn't uh, yeah well but we can appeal the judge judges I'm sorry <laughs> Marty that's is that your, three strikes for that's Martin? your third strike for Marty yes <laughs> oh Dang. so uh, number ten you my, got <clears throat> that was my, the, Mike the gets wedding. the power then Mike has the power uh, I've got the power. Uh, I'll wave my private parts of your aunties. That was number nine. Number eight was... Sons of a window dresser. Uh, number seven was... I'll one more time, Max. Unplug my nose in your direction. Marty got uh, the hamster and elderberries at number six. Number five, I farted in your general direction. Mike came up with that one really quickly for some reason. Uh, number four was... You empty-headed animal food trough wiper. <laughs> or wiper, I should say. Wiper. Uh, number three was I blow my nose at you, uh, Kinnigets. Number two, go boil your bottom, sons of a silly person. <laughs> and number one was the first insult that they used was, You don't frighten us, English pig dog. So uh, congratulations, Mike. You have, uh, you have won the power. And oh, that was round one. That was round one. Exhilarating. So far... Who is saving Generation X? Mike is saving Generation X. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Ste ste step it up, Marty. Okay, uh, before we start round two, let's take a moment to meet our contestants. So uh, contestant number one is uh, Marty. Tell us a little bit about you, and uh, can you give us your favorite Monty Python comedy bit? Which one is your favorite? All right, well, my name's Marty. Uh, I am Zabe's best friend, Going all the way back to HB, eighth grade, English and drama. That's Huntington Beach for the uh, uh, yeah. Um, I live currently now live in Idaho. I am a professor. Uh, my favorite uh, Monty Python skit. There's too many to pick from, so I will choose. Uh, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition um, as one of my faves. And, uh, uh, you know, all through grad school, whenever we talked about the Spanish Inquisition, <laughs> I, had, I had to uh, refrain from blurting out uh, that line <laughs> so many times, so many times. And now when I, teach my, when I teach my students about the Spanish Inquisition, by the way, since I'm the... I'm the teacher. I'm the professor. I do use that line, but nobody, nobody gets it. You know, they, uh, unfortunately, 
they're not from Gen X, right? My, my students. So that's why the show exists. Yep. <laughs> People need to know these things. These things need to be celebrated and loved and nurtured and continued on. Thanks, Marty. So uh, contestant number two today is uh, Marty's twin brother, Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, say hello to the, our audience and tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, give us your favorite Monty Python comedy bit. Sure, yeah. So um, I'm Marty's twin brother, elder brother. And uh, I'll always, always make, sure to make, make sure that everyone knows that. <clears throat> Despite Marty having met you, Zabe, first, I would characterize myself as your best friend. Um, t I took over shortly after you know, we, we met. I'm an accountant. We live in, in Seattle, Washington. And um, my favorite, I would say one of my favorites is the cheese shop, Monty Python skit, um, you know, where, where he goes, the guy goes in and asks for some cheese and they don't have it. And he just goes, starts naming off all the different cheeses. I, I don't know why, you know, I'm not, in I'm, beaver cheese, <laughs> <laughs> Norwegian Jarlsberger perchance. So anyway, that's, that's one of my favorites is the, is the cheese shop. Rad. Round two. Uh, round two today is a game called eight is enough. In this game, I will ask a total of eight questions for to each of our contestants. Points are awarded for each correct answer two points for a complete correct answer, and one point for a partial correct answer, which is up to the judge's discretion. At any time, players can appeal the judges to make a ruling for a partial correct answer and try to make their case through loud arguments. The player who won round one has the power, the power. and they get to choose between the two categories of each question during the round. The power also allows a player to know one of the two categories that the question falls under. So. That's, that's where the advantage comes. Players take turns answering the questions with a chance to steal if their opponents answer incorrectly. A steal is worth one point and is also, and this will also steal the power away from the uh, first player. Uh, you cannot lose points for an incorrect answer. However, all questions must be given an answer, no matter how incorrect it might be. Just like in the Nickelodeon TV show, you can't do that on television. Uh, saying some form of I don't know has consequences. And in this case, you'll have one point taken away from you uh, if you uh, don't give an answer to a question. Uh, in the event of a tie, the player who currently has the power wins the tiebreaker and the game. So you get to pick between these two categories, Mike. Uh, frantic, romantic, or you can hang a star on that one. Oh, hang a star. So... You well, can hang a star. But you, you get to use the power and uh, you get insight. I said frantic romantic. That is a music question. Yes. Okay, but you chose, frantic, uh, you chose uh, hang a star hang on that star, one. Hang a star because that's a baseball question, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you said earlier in the show that you're from San Diego. Let's see if that little bit of information can pay off here. <laughs> what is the name of the anthropomorphic animated bloodhound who debuted in 1980 with a series of public service announcements educating citizens on personal security measures such as locking doors, putting lights on timers, in order to, quote, take a bite out of crime. He was also the inspiration behind baseball great Fred McGriff's nickname. Name the anthropomorphic dog. McGruff the crime dog? I'm McGruff the crime dog. Take a bite out of crime. 
Very good, Mike. Is that it? That's it. McGriff the Crime <laughs> I wasn't Dogs, sure indeed. if it was Detective Detective McGruff. No, that's, that's, that's the full answer. That's worth two points. Okay. Uh, ESPN broadcasting le- legend Chris Bergman gave Fred McGriff the, the nickname. Fred McGriff initially disliked the nickname, but since he, but since then he stated that he's come to uh, embrace it and love the nickname. How could he not? Yeah. <clears throat> so, one of the all-time classics. For sure. So, Marty, uh, you get uh, Frantic Romantic, which is a music question. What don't we have to do after we dance and party all night and drink some cherry wine? Uh-huh. What don't you have to do? I'm glad I didn't take that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say get down tonight. <laughs> Marty, you need to go back to your music roots. We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Uh-huh. Don't you remember? You don't remember that song? Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's fam- sounding familiar to me now that you're okay. singing it. Yeah, it's easier sung than. So we don't have to take our clothes off is the answer. The, the video, uh, the video for Jermaine Stewart's classic song, oh, We Don't Have to yeah. Take Our Clothes Off. Jermaine Stewart, yes. Mm-hmm, was directed by David Fincher, whose clear, career clearly peaked with this video and had to go on and slum it with directing feature films like The Social Network, Seven, and Fight Club. The first rule of drinking <laughs> cherry wine is don't talk about drinking cherry wine. Okay, so no points for Marty. Okay, Mike, you still have the power. You get to pick between uh, these two categories. It takes two to make a thing go right, which is a sports question, or assassination, believe it or not. So the, well, I'm going to stick with sports because that's what I'm strongest with. But See, having the power has, makes a difference. Okay, so you're going to take the sports question. Okay. All right. It takes two to make a thing go right. What was the only team to win two World Series in the 1980s? Well, I know the Dodgers won at least one. I know the Detroit Tigers won at least one. One, one. I think the A's won the one in the, uh, the or when they had the earthquake in 89. St. Louis won one. Okay. Give me your answer. I'm going to go with St. Louis, that they won two. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, that answer is incorrect. Marty, you get a chance to steal this question. Well, take your time, Marty. After much deliberation, I kind of feel like I should go with the hated L.A. Dodgers and Tommy Lasorda, so I'm going with the Dodgers. Doyers. That is correct. Keep Tommy Lasorda's name out your mouth. <laughs> the la dodgers. dodgers won the world series in 1981 against the new york yankees and again in 1988 against the oakland a's <laughs> so marty gets one point and he also takes over the power the and power. you get this question correct marty so zabe would you say that i have the power i would say you have the power all right <clears throat> okay so uh this is a television slash history question uh assassination believe it or not Here we go. Good luck on this one, Marty. All right. In the TV show, The Greatest American Hero, the lead character's name had to be changed to Handley for the latter part of the first season, immediately after President Ronald Reagan and three others were shot and wounded. What was his original last name? Uh, I'm going to say Hinkley. 
That is correct. Good job. Uh, Ralph Hinckley was his name. Uh, Reagan was shot by John Hinckley Jr. Uh, the producers didn't want their hero to be named confused with a would-be assassin. Uh, the character's name was reverted to Hinckley after a few months had passed. So they didn't want him to be uh, confused, but they figure people's memories only last a couple months. So that was two points for you, Marty. Uh, the scores after two questions is Marty with three points and Mike with two points. So Marty, okay, so are, are you telling me they changed his name back to Hinckley? After? Yeah, after three months, they changed his name back to Hinckley because they figured, <laughs> you know, I, if Reagan had died, I bet they wouldn't have done that. But oh, yeah. as he lived, they went, went with it. That's great. That's great. That's a great bit there. Here's the next set of questions. You can choose between these two questions. It's a sports question, Marty. Phenomenon isn't just the name of a bad John Travolta movie. Uh, or you can pick from Smurf the Smurfing Smurf. Oh, great. Uh, well, I'm going to go with the Phenomenon because I actually like that movie a lot. Me too. I yeah. don't know what you're talking about, so, Jason. You're, I think it's one of John Travolta's finest performances. I'm glad that gives a little insight for the listeners to your taste. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Marty, here's your sports question. Okay. Which of these names was a phenomenon related to a rookie pitcher in the 1980s? Is a multiple choice. Was it A, Hulkamania, B, Fernandomania, C, Pyromania, oh, <laughs> or D, Castlevania? Come on, you can't give a multiple choice. Ooh. Okay, I'm going, I'm going with Fernando Mania. Fernando Mania, that is correct. That's two Dodgers questions, by the way, which I'm not <laughs> super happy about. But Oh, for the record, for the record, I didn't get the two Dodgers questions correct. I think Marty has a secret love affair with the Dodgers. Fernando Mania is a reference to L.A. Dodger great and cultural icon Fernando Valenzuela, who had a historic rookie year. Uh, he became the first player to win Rookie of the Year and Cy Young Award in the same season. He was also the first rookie to lead the National League in strikeouts. The Dodgers won the World Series in that season. Uh, so Marty gets uh, two points for that one. Raising his score to five points. Uh, Mike, you can uh, get back in the game here easily with this super simple television cartoon question. Smurf the Smurfing Smurf. Who was the head villain on the Smurfs? And what was his cat's name? Oh, can I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> it's Gargamel is the, is the, is the enemy. But I just what was Gargamel's remember. cat's name? Gargamel. I can ask my son, Aaron, because <laughs> he, he knows. No. He watches the, the Smurfs movies all the time. Gargamel and... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, people. Uh, I, oh, I can't there. say I don't know. Um, uh, frisky. <laughs> can I can I steal? Do I get to steal a half of it or something? Well, Mike definitely gets a, a half, a partial credit because he got half of it. But I will. You can't steal. You already have the power, Mike Marty. So okay. uh, yes, you can get a point for for. I think that's fair. Okay. Well, yeah. first first I want to lodge. Change the rules on the in the middle of the game. That's fine. I want to lodge a formal well, protest. You don't get the well. Okay. Well, then screw it. Then uh, no, I, I agree with Mike. Mike gets one point. 
What, what formal protest? Okay, I, I can't have Mike's formal protest. But Marty, I will, I will let you, just for funsies, I will let you get the chance to pick up the, the last okay. part of that question. Okay, well, it's Azrael. And if we go and review the tape of Mike's answer, I believe he said Gargamel, not Gargamel. <laughs> so if you review the tape... <laughs> It's gargamel. It's gargamel. It's gargamel. Then I think the judges might might. Uh, well, have here's to... here's the loud argument portion of the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, judges, are we allowed allow? Hey, just because I was laughing as I said gargamel, gargamel, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Gargamel. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get nice. official ruling from the judges. Judges, hey, it's a. Official ruling, judges. We're gonna give it to Mike. All right, Azrael <laughs> is correct. Um, Gargamel was the evil wizard with plans to turn the Smurfs into gold. His cat shares the name with the Islamic angel of death. <laughs> I had no idea. So uh, Azrael, that was Mike who got one point. Uh, the uh, point update: My Marty with five points, Mike with three points. Here's the and final an, question. And an asterisk. And an asterisk. <laughs> Marty, you have the power, so you get a pick. The first question is a uh, cultural, sl cultural slash fashion question oh, entitled, gosh. Membership Has Its Privileges. <laughs> and the other question is entitled, U-G-L-Y, You Ain't Got No Alibi. I, I hate having the power to pick, I'll be honest. But because uh, I know whichever one I pick, it's going to be the wrong one. You know what I mean? All right, I'll go. I'll go for the fashion one. Why not? Okay, membership. Everyone, has everyone knows how uh, you know how fashionable. fashionable I am. So very true. Okay, so this is the uh, cash uh, cultural culture and fashion question. Membership has its privileges. What jackets were such a big deal in the 1980s that it brought the company 100 million dollars a year? Um. Based on the title of the, the category title, I'm going to say members only. Correct. Members only. Uh, the members only t official tagline, when you put it on, something happens. This tagline <laughs> became available after it was, the first one was rejected by Trojan brand condoms. <laughs> Okay, can I say something about members-only jackets? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when I was in grade school, I felt like everyone else had a members-only jacket. You know what I mean? Yes. But I never I had, had one. one. Well, you, you, you must have had a blessed childhood then. I always felt like only, only the rich people must have had members-only jackets. I don't know. No, I was a child from a broken home, and they were just trying to make up for the fact that I didn't have two parents like you did. So I got jackets instead. We can trade well, if can, you want. I can trade yeah, you my never, only jacket for having a mom. Okay, all right. But I never had one. I never had one. I, I wanted one. I thought they were cool, the little little uh, loop thingies on them, oh. you know? Nothing like loop thingies. Those things yeah. came so handy. Yeah. You were missing out, man. Okay, Mike, um, mathematically, you can't win. Why not? Isn't there a bonus? 
No, well, Marty, Marty has uh, seven points, and you got three. So even if you got a two-pointer here, you couldn't win. Mike's pretty good at, uh, you know, accounting and numbers and math, you know. He could, know probably, my, he could probably make it work. In my accounting world, you know, <laughs> when you ask me what is one plus one, I say, what do you want it to be? <laughs> so <laughs> I can make it work. Okay, well, let's see. This is a sports question. What Boston Celtics star of the 1980s did the Boston Globe once say looked like Herman Munster? Kevin McHale. <laughs> oh my gosh. Charles Barkley once said that the 80 Celtics were the ugliest team in the NBA history. Best team in NBA history. Hey, but, there were, that's a bunch of handsome, handsome men oh, on that oh, team. Yeah. Dennis Johnson. It's so practically a male uh-huh. model. You got the Hick, the Mormon. They've got the, the Hick the, from Dennis. French Lick. French Lick. <laughs> uh, Larry Bird was a members-only jacket away from being a uh, runway uh, guy. Dude, great, great kite's mustache, dude. That's all. That's all I can say. <laughs> After two rounds, we have uh, Marty with seven points and Mike with five points. Um, sorry, Mike, wasn't quite enough. Your day is not done, however, because uh, you're still going to be sticking around for uh, our final game, in which you can. Prove spoiler to Marty and uh, keep him from wait a winning minute, the Wait a minute. Game. I won round one. He won round two. Round one is Isn't not worth that... any points. Oh, round, round one two. grants you the power. The power. That's no, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I didn't. I I was thinking. You know, I wasn't trying my hardest in round two because in my mind I was like, okay, I won round one. Round two, if that's out of three. This is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever. That wasn't time I missed. Okay. I knew Azriel. come on, and Gargamel, come on. One of us read the rules, and the other one showed up four minutes late to the Zoom. <laughs> Congratulations to Marty for uh, winning the game, or at least round two. We'll see if you can uh, win the, the final round. If you've enjoyed the show so far, please consider giving us a positive review on Apple Podcasts and subscribing to future episodes. Uh, we'd love to have you as a friend of the show. Round three. Round three is a bonus prize round called Dysfunctional Family Feud. In this round, the game's loser can play spoiler to the winner. I will ask the same five survey questions, Family Feud style, to each player in turn, and they will need to respond to what they think the most popular answers are. From the Generation X timeline. That's the 70s, 80s, and 90s. These are actual survey questions taken from actual people from Generation X that have been quizzed by the show on Facebook. If you would like to be a part of these surveys in, f- in the future, please uh, check us out on Facebook and, uh, and, and join us. The loser gets to uh, answer first with the winner unable to hear his responses. The winner will then have to give responses to the same five questions and beat the other player's score without duplicating any of the answers from the other player. If they get more points, they win the game and go on to claim their chance at a prize. So these five uh, survey questions will be answered from the Generation X timeline only. For example, if I asked you to name a famous athlete, you would not say LeBron James. You would say Magic Johnson because LeBron James was not a famous athlete during the Generation X timeline. Okay, so filter all your answers uh, from that time frame. Uh, you will have a five-second count for each question. Uh, 
If you can't think of an answer, say pass, and I'll come back to it in the end. Uh, the first player can only pass once, and the second player can get two passes because it's more difficult. Marty's going to be put in the waiting room. Later, Marty. Okay, Mike, it's just you and I. Ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. Name a drink introduced in the 80s that is not available today. Shasta. Name a specific type of dance move. The hammer. Name a politician that was not president. Um, Jack Kemp. So you know you're supposed to be thinking of the most popular answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't know Jack, Jack Kemp? Come on. Is that Sean Kemp's dad? I could have said, well, do you want me to change my answer? No, I don't want to change your answer. That'd be cheating. Okay. I mean, Marty okay. can't hear us, so I mean, <laughs> who would be Marty the wiser? No. <laughs> <laughs> Name the best breakfast cereal. Fruit Loops. Name a character from the movie Grease. Danny Zuko. We're going to bring Marty back in. <laughs> Welcome back, Marty. Hey. I think you have a very good chance of winning this game. Okay. So, Marty, I'm going to ask you the same five survey questions I asked Mike. You will have a five okay. count to answer each question. You may not duplicate what he said. Uh, if you uh, uh, get stumped, say pass before the, the five count is over, and mm -hmm. I'll come back to it. You get two passes, and uh, that's it. Ready? I am ready. Okay. Name a drink introduced in the 1980s that is not available today. Tab. Name a specific kind of dance move. A head spin. Name a politician that was not president. Tip O'Neill. Okay, name the best <laughs> breakfast cereal. Uh, Captain Crunch. Name a character from the movie Grease. Sandy. I asked you both, name a drink produced in the 80s that is not available today. Uh, Mike said Shasta. And survey Ooh. said zero points on that. Oh, I think I think you I can think still find Shasta. You can't. I think it was Shasta. the '70s, though. It was introduced yeah. in the '70s. Yeah. Okay. More more importantly, it's still available. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't. So know was that. Tab, by the way, which Marty said was worth seven points. So Marty has seven. Mike so far has zero points. Uh, the number one, the number one answer was uh, New Coke. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I asked you name a specific kind of dance move. Marty's, uh, Mike said the hammer dance. <laughs> our, hammer, baby. our survey said zero points. Oh. <laughs> That's my favorite dance, man. Yeah. Marty said uh, the head spin, which was definitely a break dancing move. Uh, that was number three on our survey for worth 20 points. So mm -hmm. Marty now has 27. Mike stuck at zero. The number one answer for this one was the moonwalk. Ooh, oh, moonwalk. Of course. How could we have not gotten that one? Yep. Uh, name a politician who was not president. Uh, Mike said uh, Jack Kemp. Uh, survey, said, survey said zero points. <laughs> Marty said uh, Tip O'Neill, the number four answer, worth 13 points. It was probably Walter Mondale is probably number one. Uh, number one was Walter Mondale. Dang it. I thought of that just after... That's why I asked you if I could change my answer. But Your middle name, too. I know. Uh, Mike, Marty now has 40 points. Mike stuck at zero. Anything can happen, though. <laughs> so I asked you, name the best breakfast cereal. 
uh, Marty uh, and Mike both said Fruit Loops. The, fr the survey said on Fruit Loops, zero points. Uh, Marty changed his answer to Captain Crunch, which was the number one answer. We're 32. So I, I don't get that. He, he duplicated my answer, so he should get zero. That's well, not how it works, to, Mike. Turn on why the TV he... and watch Family Feud. Yes. You know that you're incorrect. And you're making a mockery of yourself, and everyone's yelling at their <laughs> MP3 player uh, or their, their podcast machine and saying, that's not how Family Feud works, jackass. <laughs> but I'm not saying that because I love you, Mike. <clears throat> the last one was name a character from the movie Grease. Marty said Sandy, which was the number two answer, worth 12 points, bringing him to a total of 84 points. Mike got on the board with Danny Zuko. Was it worth more than 84 points? Survey said. No, it's seven points. So sorry. Wait, the number one answer was Danny Zuko? No, the number one answer was uh, oh. Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo. Betty oh, Rizzo. Betty Blair Meg Rizzo was her full name. Worth 69 points. 69, dudes! Did you get Danny Zuko because of uh, Airbender? <laughs> be, be honest, dude. That's it was the Danny only Zuko, reason. not uh, Zuko the Fire Prince from the Fire Nation. So sorry. <laughs> so congratulations, Marty. You have won the game and have done your part to save Generation X from falling into oblivion. Thank you very much for being part of the game. Mike, thank you as well. You were unable to play spoiler tonight to your little brother, Marty, uh, but your, your score of seven will be remembered uh, in future episodes as a benchmark to clear. Uh, for the so record, I, for the record I, I won the first round of, of the Generation X podcast. Yes, I will forever be remembered champion. as having all-time champion of round one. Absolutely. Congratulations again, Marty, for winning the game. Um, the last segment is our uh, Shoppers Bazaar segment, which is a throwback to the old school Wheel of Fortune prize vault, where the winner gets to claim a prize from the showroom. However, we are not uh, Wheel of Fortune and can only offer a chance at a prize by me placing bids on my eBay watch list uh, on your behalf. So I will place a minimum bid on the listing of your choice until I am the high bidder. If that bid holds up until the end of the auction, then I will buy that item for you and have it shipped out to you. Please note that uh, this podcast makes no money. <laughs> but anything okay. on you here, I can bid up. Sweet. Oh, so some of the items on the list is the uh, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles postcard. Uh, several stickers from the 1977 top star wars uh, uh trading cards line can you scroll up to that uh, darth vader funko pop thing this is the funko pop darth vader concept series galactic convention 2020 mint condition there are no ceramic dogs on here yet but we're, we're working <laughs> on it uh there's a vintage 80s scratch and sniff sticker whoa banana appealing says the banana <laughs> Here's the Robotech Macross Laserdisc Volume 4. Oh, oh Laserdisc. Uh, vintage Empire Strikes Back poster that looks like it's seen better days. It's all torn yeah. up and has holes in it. Black Manta uh, figurine. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Pretty uh, cool. The Godfather vintage poster. REM CD. <laughs> the, here's a 
Lord Darth Vader <laughs> Jedi license. It's a novelty. novelty. License, uh, driver's license. Sweet. You can pair it with the Boba Fett novelty li- driver's license. That's on Yeah. There. Barry Manilow's Greatest Hits from 1978. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, VHS. Best of Blondie CD. Wow. Here's my favorite. This is one I, I recommend is the vintage 80s Snarf Thundercats pencil holder <laughs> action figure toy. Uh, a lot of these CDs, I already have them. So, But do you have the out of the blue Debbie Gibson audio cassette? Uh, not the not the cassette tape for sure. How about the Hardware Wars from as a special edition uh, on VHS? <laughs> I, Remember Hardware I Wars? I don't have that one. Okay. Uh, Dragonlance uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, the uh, DL14 module. So, and the 1974 Marvel's Comics uh, Evil Knievel number one, uncertified. I, I think I'm going to go with the uh, Darth Vader Funko Pop. Okay. I'll bid now. The current bid is at 99 cents. Uh, let's, let's bid it up to two, two bucks. Up, oh, outbid. Three bucks. Oh, four Somebody bucks. Really, really wants it. I've been outbid again. Six dollars. Hey. So awesome. we bid it up from ninety-nine cents to six dollars. Uh, we are now the currently the highest bidder. We will keep an eye on this, and we will update our listeners on future episodes of who will save Generation X. So we've placed uh, what five bids on this now, and we've brought it up from ninety-nine cents to uh, over uh, six dollars. With $5.45 shipping, that brings your total to $11.45 for appearing on the show. Should this bid hold up, I'll have it shipped out to you. Uh, no charge to you, of course. Um, As the accountant, I can, I can validate that, that he calculated that correctly. $11.45. Yes. Good job. So if there's any left over, we can put it on account for you or put the rest in a gift certificate. Uh, up to your choice. <laughs> Uh, once again, I just want to thank Marty and Mike for being uh, on this episode. Thank you so much um, for listening. Thank you, Zabe, for uh, inviting me. And Mike, thanks for making it easy on me. Hey, anything, uh, to, anything for my little brother. <laughs> I'd like to make you look good. All right. Boost your confidence. So once again, I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Marty and Mike. Uh, Mike, you got anything you want to say before uh, we end the show? Anything you want to uh, promote or plug? Uh, shout out to my family. Uh, shout out to everyone from Edison High School, uh, class of 1991. Great job. Marty, you were the winner. Congratulations. Uh, anything you'd like to say to the audience before we sign off? Uh, I want to give a shout out to John Tesh for uh, coming up with the, uh, uh, the NBA um, on NBC theme, theme song. That's about it. Thanks, thanks for having me, Zabe. You're welcome. Well, well-deserved, Mr. Tesh. Also a well-deserved thank you to uh, all of you. Thank you for checking out the show. We know you have a vast ocean of choices in your podcast enjoyment, and it is simply amazing that you chose to spend that time with our little show. Thank you. If you like the show, you can join us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for more Gen X content. Uh, we have a Tee Public store with a great Gen X designs, uh, like the one I'm wearing today, which you can't really see very well, but it's there. You can check out all the information on the uh, show links. 
uh, on your podcast player of choice. If you'd like to contribute directly to the show, we have a Patreon account set up at patreon.com slash who will save Gen X. Contributions there go uh, towards keeping the show going, offering better prizes uh, for contestants and all around improvement for future episodes. Uh, Our Patreon site, you'll see a special bonus for becoming a contributor to the show, including exclusive content, bonus episodes, who will save Generation X merchandise, and much more. If you like what you're doing here and you're able to give a few bucks, I would be forever grateful. If not, please consider us next time. Before we go, I'd like to leave you with a cliffhanger question. Uh, If you know the answer, please reach out to me on any of our social media platforms that you follow the show on, or or you can email me directly at whowillsavegenx at gmail.com. If you have a question or comments or suggestions for the show, or if you'd like to submit a question, uh, could be read on a future episode. If we use your your question on the show, we'll be sure to give you a shout out. Um, So correct answers will be put in a drawing for the upcoming prize at a later date. The cliffhanger question this week is, in the early outlines for The Empire Strikes Back, what was the original name of Yoda? Please note that no vampires were slayed when writing this question. So send your answers to who will save Gen X at gmail.com. The child. Baby, baby Yoda. <laughs> no. Please send all things to my email address. Thank you very much. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. They can't hear you waving. You got to say goodbye. <laughs> oh, okay. Bye. See you later, Gen X. Charlie, don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he always wanted. What happened? He lived happily ever after. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.